Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Byron. My name is Henry. Today we're going to be talking about uh, our futures and where we're going to be in 10, 20 years. So Henry, why don't you start? Uh, well, I'll start by asking you. I'm not sure yet. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> where do you see yourself in 10 to 20 years? Let's see. Uh, well, 10 years. Let's see, I'll be 28, almost yeah. 29. My God, that's kind of old. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> um, I think, hopefully, I'll be in a nice and stable job <laughs> i don't know okay. doing something i like probably like you know 3d design or game design doing something like that yeah uh hopefully i will have my own place no i, I better have my own place that's gonna be bad if i don't <laughs> yeah mm. so i'll be in my own place no idea where i'll be probably somewhere in the states but i could be i don't know mm. i could be anywhere honestly do you probably Colorado uh I don't know I'm thinking I probably won't be in Colorado just because I think the bigger like game design like studios and stuff like that are like in California so I'll probably be in California but maybe not because it's really expensive there (laughs) yeah Yeah. does it matter to you the environment where you stay um yeah I mean it does but I think I'm pretty much good anywhere like i can adapt to any place so i think i'll be okay wherever i go what about relationships um i don't know don't know what i'll have in 10 years maybe i'll have a girlfriend or i'm not sure if i'll want a girlfriend in 10 years though i might be focusing more on getting work done in myself i'm not sure Hmm. and do you imagine um, having maybe a solid group of friends or maybe one or two friends that you spend a lot of time with or mm. just spending time with yourself mostly? I guess that, I don't know. It depends on where you guys end up as well. Because if you yeah. guys are nearby, then yeah, I'm sure we get hang out all the time. But if, it, yeah. if you guys are not, then maybe like a, I don't know, just playing with friends online, I guess. Hmm. And what about at work? Do you imagine like the work environment being your main environment where you spend the most time? Uh, you, you mentioned like Riot, I don't know what company, Riot Games or something. Yeah. They're, they had a gym, they had a, you know, all the restaurants, all the food you could want. It seems like you could just live at the yeah. game studio. Yeah, I think that's one of the big benefits of uh, like pursuing this job. I think recently like... Uh, game like studios and stuff like that they all have that stuff so they all have gyms that's like google google has this stuff too but it's like you know it's better because google they have like a cafeteria where you can eat for free gyms like a counselor stuff you know like it's like a full campus environment yeah Yeah, that you get everything for free if you work there which is crazy and really cost effective especially if you're living in a place that with you know a high cost of living like california so in 10 so 10 years they'll be 28 how about 38 do you imagine anything will change that's much older (laughs) (laughs) uh yes i hope i will have kids by then okay yeah i will definitely between yeah 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 
I was going to say between 28 and 38, that's the time you imagine starting a family. Uh, I think right around 20, my uh, late 20s, I will be looking to settle down. Hmm. Yeah. Because I'm perfectly fine with being uh, a stay-at-home dad. You know, that sounds like a sick job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think so. So just a road roadmap your your plan here, or at least what you imagine will happen. From early twenties on towards late twenties, you'll be sort of working, doing your own thing, spending time with friends if they're nearby,、um, but mostly just doing what you love, which is helping design video games. And then from late twenties to maybe thirties, you'll start settling down. You'll find a relationship and start having kids and. You can still work on video games, maybe from home, because I'm sure that's possible. Yeah, but yeah. you'll be a stay-at-home dad. Is that right?、Uh, that's probably the optimal situation. <laughs> yeah, I have I, like I want to be able to be free in a sense, you know, quotation marks by、that's、35.、Right. So、mm. I want to be able to do wake up at 35 and be able to do anything I want in that day. You know.、Mm. Without having a specific obligation that I have to go do, you know. Unless yeah, it's like taking that, care of kids, you know. Then obviously that one is yeah, of course important. Yeah, that, and that's a that's a meaningful responsibility. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Not something that you have to show up for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, that's a big question for everybody our age right now. Is we're entering this period where we feel like. We're no longer free. In reality, we've we haven't been free for a long time. But <laughs> within school, there's always been a certain freedom that comes from having a strong community. But when、mm-hmm. you don't have that kind of community, all of a sudden now you're vulnerable to, you know, what money or the lack of money will、mm-hmm. do. I think, in a sense, that makes you more free, but it also gives you more responsibilities, which makes、yeah. you less free. Yeah. I think. I think really, what it comes down to is that this period of like early twenties and eventually thirties, it's about I can now do things that are beyond what I could do alone with the help of money. You know, so if I want to fly to a different country, yeah, I have the freedom to manifest that. Because、yeah. I have the money to do so, but in order to be able to do those things, you need money in the first place, and then that just getting money eats up some of your time. So it's sort of a paradox. It's you work and you sort of sacrifice some of your freedom most of the time. If you if like most of the time you don't get a job that you love,、um, so you have to sacrifice some of your freedom in order to get other freedoms, which is sort of paradoxical to me, but. Yeah, yeah, but it、yeah. sounds like, I mean, once you get a job that you love, it's no problem, right? Because yeah, I mean, yeah. not only not only do you do what you love, you get to work out whenever you want, you get to eat whatever, you get paid <laughs> whatever for you doing、want. what you like. Exactly. Yeah, that's the way to go. <laughs> And what about investing? Yeah,、do、I was you, just I was just about, about to talk about that. Yeah. Okay.、Uh, well, again, the plan by thirty five. Well, essentially, to be retired by thirty-five. So, 
either that be I'm able to provide through my investments, you know, my yeah. like just like passive income or I don't know, just the money I've saved up over the years for investments or I don't know, doing something else, maybe a side hustle or something at, at 35, something that doesn't take up too much mm. time. Yeah. But being able to have most of my time be free time that I can choose where it goes. Yeah. I think that's definitely a common goal. Yeah. Uh, everyone. <laughs> yeah. 20, 10, 20 years in the future, I want more freedom. How yeah. do you imagine yourself physically? Ooh. Well, I hope to be playing basketball a lot. But okay. after you have kids, you know, I don't know what happened, you know. That's a lot of time right there. Mm-hmm. And if if I'm going to be like the stay-at-home dad, which in this optimal situation I am, <laughs> then yeah. uh, I don't know, might get like a hoop or something in my backyard or something like that. And do you imagine most of your exercise will be playing basketball and maybe like running a few times a week, like working out, stuff like that? I think it mostly just be at, at home stuff just because I think it's... Yeah. it's easier it's quicker to do yeah yeah exactly how about um access to family um i don't know my family's cool and all but i don't need to see them that often (laughs) (laughs) i mean hey that's i'm i'm completely with you (laughs) but i yeah i mean it's it's i think you need to have a contact point that can be accessed. Yeah. But of course, imagining yourself in the future, it's liberating to imagine yourself and just create all the people around you that you want to have around you, which mm-hmm. may not necessarily be family. It doesn't mean that you don't love them, but it just means that's not what you imagine would would allow you to expand to your fullest potential, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Trying to think of anything else that that you haven't touched on. Um. I mean, I'm sure there's something. Probably. Probably. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, we 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 covered all of it. Like. How about you? Relationships. Yeah. How about you? Um, What do you think it'll be in ten ten years? Twenty eight. My goodness. (laughs) My God. Well, so I'll be out of college by then. Yeah. And um everything past college is you have no idea no idea (laughs) it's just the fog of war yeah yeah the fog of war reaches that point and beyond that no idea what do you what do you want i do not know we never thought about it well yeah see i've definitely asked myself what i want a lot these days because being alone will make you ask those questions i totally agree yeah it will and i think what i want i finally I finally starting to understand what I want is being able to walk around and just see everybody I know doing their own thing <laughs> and being able to go up to them and say, Hey, what's up? How are you doing? Being able to talk for a bit and then move on. Being able to just stop and, and participate with some people in something spontaneously. Like I just walk up and 
you know, there's somebody making music or there's a group of people making music and I'm just like, Hey, what's up? And they're like, Hey, what's up? And then we start jamming and like <laughs> that. Yeah. Ju- and, and then we just do that for an hour and then we're tired and like, yeah, that was cool. And then we go and maybe we go a separate ways or maybe we have dinner together or something mm-hmm. to be able to have that environment again. And I say again, because I remember that's what lower school was like yeah on the playground it's 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 a true display of just like cells moving around and interacting with each other and discovering the world together i mean that's really the environment that was most engaging for me was in lower school and on the playground especially and just to be able to have that with adults that are not kids anymore, but that know themselves and know their capabilities and are capable of creating beauty. Mm-hmm. I think that would just be so fantastic. How um, do you uh, plan to fund this? <laughs> like, what are you going to do for work? Plan to fund this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, well, that's another blank spot. See, the problem is that for me... I'm still grappling with the issue of money because everything that I enjoy doing has its purpose removed when I start doing it for money. Like Hmm. if I, I, if I enjoy making music, which I do, I love singing, Mm -hmm. but to imagine singing for money, all of a sudden the something is, something is gone when I have to force myself to sing for money or designing something or creating art. All these, all these creative activities, money just sort of sucks the life out of them. At least for me, it becomes an extrinsic motivation, which just kills the intrinsic motivation to do those things. So I imagine that I would, I, I imagine that I would be making money in a way that I would not feel guilty about. And somehow the uh, somehow i would be okay with the th- I, I would i would maybe create something that millions of people would use a blueberry farm and a blueberry farm <laughs> and and i would and i would just share it like a gift using technology to as many people as i possibly could and i would um remove corporate influence as much as possible from my work and I would try and make money as guilt-free as possible, as humanly possible. That and, seems like a good goal. And ultimately, yeah, I mean, like we've talked about in the past, <laughs> like starting starting a blueberry farm, right? The, the idea is that it's impossible to make money guilt-free. And so being self-sufficient is the only way that, you can live a life guilt-free but i don't know i'm i don't see that as possible i mean would you be guilty selling blueberries hmm. no i wouldn't i would i would feel less <laughs> guilty but i would still i don't know the fact that you're making a profit makes you feel, seem guilty i think it's just because money is so arbitrary like the value of it can just be decided on a whim almost like paying millions of dollars for virtual artworks yeah. compared to a, a few cents for 
a blueberry that contains infinity inside of it. It's a live organism, you know? Like, just the way money works, it seems so arbitrary that it's so hard to imagine that you're getting exactly what you deserve. Hmm. Yeah. I think most people don't get what they deserve. Whether that be they yeah. get too much or they get too little. Right. But yeah. I think you're right, honestly. I think I think having to face that is has been very difficult for me. And mm. going forward, it's something I still have to think about as money plays an increasingly important role in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So as for the work, I'm not sure, honestly. Um, I mean, but, would you feel guilty doing like a... I don't know. I guess you would uh, just because of money, I guess. But like, I don't know, being like a bricklayer or something. The, yeah, I, I've, I've been moving in that direction because using your body to create is the more honest way, a more transparent way of making money than... For example, using your intellect, using your, not to say that intellect is not as useful. Wait, I don't, but, I'm not really getting what you mean here. What do you mean it's more transparent? What, what I mean by that is when you use your body to create something physical, you can see the fruit of your labor and it's there in front of you. It's, it's there where you can see it and you can touch it. And you saw exactly how many hours it took to to put that together because you know the process mm -hmm. and for something like let's take art as an example creating an artwork can take anywhere from a day to months because maybe one day everything falls into place you know exactly what to paint and it just comes out perfect and other times you ha you have artist block and you can't put the pieces together until finally after months of hard intellectual reflection and work you finally get the piece out and now it's as good as you want it to be. How can you quantify those two things? How can you quantify everything falling into place versus months of hard work? It's all in the head. It's all based on a constantly changing environment of your mental state. To, to then make money off of that as an artist, it just feels like you can't put a number to that. But at least when okay. you're doing something physically, you can, it, the numbers are in, it's more physical. You can. It's easier to like yeah. measure, I guess. I, I guess, I guess so. Yeah. And so yeah. I would still, I, I think I would feel better about doing something physical for money. <laughs> but of course that doesn't pay as well, does it? Well, it depends on the job, but yeah. I mean, I guess the potential, the potential for creating art and that, field just in general you can probably make more money than doing something physical oh you most definitely can like if you have a big song that pops off you know you're making a lot of money but if you that's right i mean like a more physical job if you build a house you're gonna get paid for building the house you know it's not gonna be like a few million dollars and stuff like that yeah i mean of course it depends on the job you're right yeah um yeah, but I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I would want a physical component to your job in my future. I yeah, to my job. I mm. think I do. I want a lifestyle where I am being physical, but I'm not having to block off time just to exercise. 
if that makes sense. I don't want to say, okay, I have to do my hour workout, or mm, okay. I have to do my hour of cardio now, and for the rest of the day, no, I, <laughs> it's like a, a a box that I check off. I want I want a life where I'm moving naturally in order to accomplish things. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the blueberry I, I, farmer sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, far- farming also has its own, like, problems. Not which, sure. Yeah. 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 I and all of a lot of what my future is is just speculation. Like, I'm kind of just throwing things out there that I felt for a while, but I I don't know what shape they would take. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the main difference between me and you is, I think you you see your future more clearly, whereas I'm feeling my future, but I don't know what it looks like yet. I mean, uh, I don't know. I think I would agree with you a little bit about feeling it out. There are a few things in my future that I see very clearly that I definitely want,、mm. and I I know I want that,、mm. like having kids. Like I definitely want kids. And I、yeah. definitely want to, you know, have that freedom. I guess most people want that freedom, of you know, just being able to do what you want. But I definitely like. I know I want those things. Whereas other、mm. parts of my life, I have, yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen, and I, I don't know what I want with them. And, I, and you that's know, I, that's where there's、yeah. room for surprises. Yep. And I think your twenties is a time of figuring that stuff out, figuring like yourself out. I guess. Yeah, I think you're right. We're thinking about this from a certain perspective, which is a very unique perspective, which is just out of high school. Sort of, it sort of feels like the whole world is open to us in a way. Yeah, and and yet we haven't experienced a lot of it, which is crazy, because like two years <laughs> ago, the biggest thing in our day or our week is we have an exam or we have a test at the end of the week. Now it's like、yeah. you can go anywhere, anytime you want. And the only thing that's stopping you is you. Like you can do anything that you want. Of course, there's consequences,、mm. but you have that option to now go and do things. And it's almost paralyzing the amount of things <laughs> that you can possibly do. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I mean, just today I was I was imagining. I asked myself the question: If nobody, like, if I didn't know any of my friends. If if the whole world didn't accept me anymore, in terms of just people, what would I want to do? You know, or another way to put it is, if I were the only human being on this planet, what would I want to do?、Hmm. Which is, it's a bit of a strange question because so much of our lives is centered around other people. But at the same time, I think when you when you realize. When you when you see the world from a perspective of just yourself, that you can do anything. Yeah, like you said, it's paralyzing. I think、right? that. Like, n- yeah, yeah. Sorry, continue. No, I was gonna say like now, you, now like we said, you're forced to figure out what you really want, and you're forced to realize that nothing really matters. So what you really want is sort of completely up to you. Yeah, I think when you when you start thinking about stuff. As like an individual, like you take away other people's thoughts about it. Like, what do I really want to do right now? I think that's、mm-hmm. when you figure out kind of who you are or who you want to be. Because you stop thinking about, oh, I, 
I like, oh, I need to go and work out tomorrow because I need to look good for other people. Or not, let's mm -hmm. just, for example. If you start thinking, if you, if you think of the world as, um, not the best way to think about it, but if you think about it as you are the only person in the world, you know, you're, yeah. or you're the only one that matters to you, then yeah, that, that's that's a better way of asking yeah yeah <laughs> maybe maybe like that of course family too but yeah if you think about it like that then i think you start losing that need to uh like please everyone or make everyone see you as something good you know like you don't have to, you would no longer be thinking oh i need to look good for other people you might start thinking oh i want to look good for me you know i want to mm -hmm. I want to work out and prove to myself that I can do this. You know, I think that gives you a lot more, I don't know, mental power, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> to help no, you that's... accomplish your goals. That's exactly right. Because when you take other people out of the equation for why you make certain decisions, you realize how much of your life is based around fitting in. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. I think the that's coolest a, people don't that's fit human in. Thing. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. The coolest people are the ones who refuse to let their decisions be based off fitting in. Refuse to be peer pressured. My yeah. motto. <laughs> yeah, because you know what you want. You can only try to know what I want. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you only have that space when you are alone. Because. When you're not alone, your brain takes over and tells you that these other people matter. You almost go into like an autopilot. Yeah. Of, yeah. You don't really think as deeply most of the time when you're with other people. Yeah. Anyways. It's interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? No, uh, no, it's okay. You keep going. I, I was going to go in a different direction where... There were, I remember times in high school where I felt alone with other people. Oh. I, yeah. And I like what you just said about how you go into autopilot. I felt like I was sort of resisting that autopilot. I was aware that I had been in autopilot for years. And now I was unable to socialize with people normally. Because because you knew it was, was there, and I was tired of being on autopilot. Yeah, it was it was like my my brain or my soul was telling me, no, I want to figure out who I really am. I don't want to keep playing a character anymore. Yeah, see, that came a little later for me. Like, mm -hmm. uh, for me, autopilot was just <laughs> I don't know. It's just something that happened. You know, I, I didn't didn't really bother me that much. Because I have, mm -hmm. I had everything else like you know tucked away. So the only time I ever thought about stuff that actually mattered to me was you know, twelve a.m. or like twelve p.m. <laughs> I, guess. I don't know, yeah, middle, the, of yeah, yeah. <laughs> middle of the night, middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. When no one else is around, and you know, I'm like in my bed by myself, just looking up at the ceiling, just thinking about life. I, I feel like that's I, like everybody is going through that, you know yeah uh, like based on what i see on the internet but also when i talk to people in person the kids our age it's just you're on autopilot for the day and you get the night to care about what you actually want you think about what you actually care about mm -hmm. 
and I was so tired of that. So I guess, I mean, I, I guess everybody is tired of it. It's just when do you stop playing the game? Yeah, yeah. And for some people, it can't comes earlier than others. Yeah, like for me. For me sorry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> for me. <laughs> for me, <laughs> it can't. I I feel like I perhaps was one of the earliest, which is not. It, it's not a bragging. It, in fact, it's probably sucks that I was one of the earliest. You know, a lot of times I feel like I would. I wish I could have been more average to when I wanted to stop playing the game. So it felt more normal to do so. Hmm. Yeah. What are you gonna say? Um, I was gonna say, for me, like being out in public, and not necessarily public, just like at school too. There's this part of me that will never show itself. Like no matter uh-huh. what, like I will not let <laughs> a certain part of me come out. That's right. Like most of the time, it's you know negative in quotation marks negative emotions so like being sad or being angry like i just won't let that out in public like have you ever seen me actually angry <laughs> no because i don't yeah i don't think anyone has i don't think anyone has yeah. dude i'm a fucking monster when i'm angry bro <laughs> i i will kill somebody because i never let yeah. it out and That's it becomes right. like a you know it builds up and it's just a big gigantic release you know that's right yeah how does it release for you um well i haven't really felt angry in a while but i mean i still haven't released my anger in literally probably like three years you know i haven't been like properly angry in a long time Mm. i think sadness is the same way for me too except Mm. you know when i'm by myself i can just release my sadness you know yeah during high school did you were you this aware of it um i knew it was there but i didn't realize i was the one doing it you know like i knew that yeah i know what you're saying yeah yeah i knew that it was happening but i just thought oh that's just gonna happen like there's nothing i can do about it when in reality i was the one doing it and does it make you angry that you are holding back your anger um not no not as much maybe with with like being sad and emotions like that that is just so difficult for me to express to other people like being vulnerable about my sadness is so hard for me yeah but like about like insecurities that's almost like a piece of cake compared to being sad for me i don't know something about Mm. being sad i just can't or it's really hard for me to show that to people. Do you feel like if you show your sadness, you'll be a burden? Um, or you'll bring down the mood? Are you afraid of that? Ooh, I think... No. But it depends on the people I'm around, obviously. Like, okay. I think some people just don't want to hear it, you know? Like they just rather would not. They don't want to hear my sadness, and that I, okay. I mean, that's what I'm just what I what I think. I think some people just don't don't want to hear it. So, but other people, like my closer friends, like you guys, I'm sure you would listen to me and and uh, you know, like 
give me guidance or counseling or whatever <laughs> you know and yet like it's still hard for you to be and yet, vulnerable and right? yet i can't do it that's right <laughs> i just can't do that's it that's right yeah. yeah and you're not alone because i feel the same way yeah and in fact so i i asked you before do you feel angry about holding back your anger and this was something that i struggled with in high school because i realized that people were suppressing their emotions around me including me because of some bullshit idea that it's not acceptable to be have negative emotions socially why because if one person shows their negative emotions it reveals to other people how their negative emotions have been bottled up and mm. it causes a domino effect where everybody finally releases their sadness and that's too scary for people to imagine I because think doing that would would force them to feel the things that have caused them so much pain hmm. i think that well for uh anger specifically i think yeah. like if you were to be angry everyone all of a sudden you draw a lot of attention to yourself you know and everyone looks over and like whoa what's wrong with that guy you know like being yes. angry and mad is not something that's considered normal it's considered you know, very out of the blue and very wrong almost, you know? Yes. Like exactly, exactly. what I just said. Like if, if someone's angry, you say, what's wrong with that guy? You know, like it's yeah. not a normal thing to be mad. And so I think that just be or ends up getting like suppressed and not talked about because no one wants to think that there's something wrong with them, you know? Mm -hmm. In a way, anger is not normal. It's not our default state. Yeah, yeah. But that, but it's conflated. Anger is conflated with something is wrong with you, mm -hmm. versus you're experiencing something temporarily. That's that's the way it is with a lot of emotions. Yeah. So for me, I was so angry that I was holding back my anger because I saw how it was hurting us as kids. I saw how suppressing our emotions was was hurting us and was making us calloused. What does that mean? <laughs> calloused means, um, you know how your skin gets hardened? Oh, yeah, like, like calluses? Feet. Yeah, like yeah, calluses. Okay. okay. So when we're receptive to life, we're sensitive. We're like an open gate that allows things to flow in and out. Mm -hmm. When we suppress our emotions, we cut off parts of ourselves that we think are unacceptable. Yeah. And so we fragment ourselves. So there's only one part of you that's experiencing life at any given moment. And it's like the gates are sort of half closed where yeah. things can't flow in and out as easily. And if something that you don't want to come out of the gate is about to come out, you shut the gates. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you go home and cry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right. Like the gates, because your gates are, are one way. You can let things in, you can't let them out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what's the problem with that is because when you, we're always absorbing things, right? We're, we have a relationship with life. And when you're always absorbing things, which you do as a kid, because that's, that's, you're naturally receptive and you're absorbing all this negativity, negativity and toxicity, right? Now it's just inside of you but it's not acceptable to let that out in the form of anger or sadness. So you're taking everything in, but now you can't let yourself express it 
So you're just holding the gates behind this dam, behind this large pool of water that's just about to break the dam, right? And、mm-hmm. when it does break the dam, sometimes we call that mental illness. Sometimes we call that suicide. Sometimes we call that、um, like freaking out or having a tantrum. Or、right? uh, anxiety attack. Or anxiety attack, exactly. <laughs> or, or crying, you know? Or crying, yeah. 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 Where do you think you're going to be in 20 years? <laughs> <laughs>、uh, well, we were going to have to get back there at some point. <laughs>、um, 38 years old. Yeah. Well, I think, I think we were just talking about this. Like, when we're being alone, we have this new awareness of all the things that, that we're going through, all the processes that our body and our minds are experiencing. By 38, I would like to think that I have a large wisdom, a large collection of wisdoms that I can give my children. So you'll, you'll I, have I kids do, then? I do, I do want kids、okay. at some point. How many And, kids? Oh, I don't know. Two, three,、yeah. perhaps. The number isn't as important to me. 16? But yeah, you know, <laughs> it's just. Me, <laughs> yeah, but I, I would like to think that I would be a wise dad. Yeah. I would, I would be a father that would, like you, I mean, I would be spending time with my kids.、Mm-hmm. I, would, I would have, I, I would just know exactly what to say at the right time, you know? Because you've been through all the same things. Exactly. Yeah. See, I kind of, that's what I kind of want. Okay, well, that sounds kind of weird. But I kind of want kids for that. Like, I want a mini me that I can guide through the <laughs>、yeah. same things that happened to me, you know? Yeah. And make a, almost make a better version of myself. Or not、yeah. necessarily better, just, I don't know, a version where I could guide me, you know? Yeah. Well, I think we're describing what most parents want, yeah, which is probably, a second、yeah. chance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess for But, me, it was、yeah. like, you know, during middle school and、eh, mostly middle school to maybe halfway through high school, maybe two thirds way through high school. I wanted a, I don't know, a figure that was like me, that, that knew, like a wise older figure that was like <laughs> me, that could figure, figure、right. my problems out for me, you know, or、That's、give me、right. guidance on my problems. And I feel like if I have a kid, It's just like a mini me. I could be that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had the same desire for a male role model that I could trust and that was like me, you know? Because there's a, I, I mean, I have male role models like my dad, for example. Yeah. But he's very different from me. Yeah, same. I agree.、Ways. Yeah. My dad is very different from me, too. Yeah. And, and so sometimes I wish that I had a male role model that. Had my personality that knew what I needed for my personality, that、mm. other types of people were just simply, they, they had no knowledge of that because they experienced a different life, a different kind of life. Yeah. 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 And I think if I were to be that quote unquote wise dad for my children, <laughs> I think that would just be so gratifying, right? Just, just to know, like, if my kid is crying and I, and I 
console him and I am patient with him. And then to watch him get better. Like, wow, that would just be yeah. such a gift. Right? Yeah, that, exactly. That, that's, that's, I feel like that's the main point, really, of our experiences and our hardships. Because if you can just summarize years of hardship in a few minutes of conversation and help somebody's life, that is an enormous gift. Yeah. I think for you and the person. That's right. Yeah. It's a way of healing yourself too. <laughs> and ultimately, I think most of us want to give our gifts to heal ourselves in the process of healing other people. Yeah. So maybe in 20 years, do you imagine that you, what, what, did, what do you imagine you versus your wife and your roles in raising the family? Hmm. Okay. Well, actually, wait, before I talk about that, in 20 okay. years, like you're just saying, I hope that I can be my full self, you know? Yes. Like how you were talking right. about the gates, like I hope I can just be the person I am supposed to be or meant to be, That's I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like full me will be exposed to the world, you know? Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Well, me versus my, my wife, I, well, I imagine myself as if, if I do become like a stay at home dad. I imagine I'll be taking care of the kids a lot. Not to say that the, my, my wife wouldn't be either, but I don't know if she wants to work or if she wants to pursue a career or something, then she can do that. She, feel free to do that because, you know, I'm okay with not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so then I assume I'll, I will, guess I'll be around the kids more, but I assume we'll still have like the same... I don't know balance of taking care of the kids i guess i'm not sure so yeah what do you what do yeah. you mean i guess by the uh like relationship between us two yeah. yeah so for me i would imagine i'm not even sure if i would have a wife i might have a partner a husband or a, <laughs> <laughs> no i don't i don't know about that <laughs> no that's a little adventurous but i know i would um i I imagine having sort of, yeah, let's say a wife, but also the community, you know, in hunter-gatherer tribes, the community raised children, not two people. And for two people, it's a lot of work. With yeah. a community, you have a whole network that is uplifting this child. And uh, perhaps it's a bit idealistic, but I would like to imagine that me and my wife would bring this child into existence and there would be a network of people waiting to uplift the child so you, by community do you mean like like friends and family i think yeah i think so but living nearby at least or yeah because yeah. i think a lot of times that will happen anyways like if the parents get you know if they're just exhausted or burnt out from taking care of kids yeah. which i mean definitely will happen because kids <laughs> kids are a lot of work then, I don't know, you drop them off at your parents' house for the weekend or something, you know? And That's they right. take care of them for a bit or something like that. That's right. Yeah. In many countries, just, they already yeah, do this. Yeah. 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 I mean, they get the experience of hanging out with their grandparents, I guess, and you get some, some free time and then you come back and, yeah. Exactly. But, and it's not even just like 
drop them off when we're exhausted so we can recharge. Yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. it's also let's spend time as an extended family and family together, and we're all doing things, and the child gets to, um, you know, meet so many different types of people, different ages, different backgrounds, and to do things together. Not simply, we'll take care of them as the parents until we get exhausted, and then give them to some random friend or family member. You know. Yeah, I think like uh, like going on like trips or something. Like for example, if you were to go on a, let's say that we're both married and we have kids, and so does Aiden and Nam or something. We all go on like a big group trip. You know, we have the kids like yeah. they're hanging out with each other and stuff like that. Yeah. Because actually, I got a lot of my, I don't know, I don't, not not parenting, but like lessons, I guess, or like I learned a lot of my values not through my parents, I guess. They definitely taught me a lot, but like I learned to like share and be kind, I guess, through my mom, of course, but also through my uncle, like my uncle Kelly.、Mm. I remember there was this one time when I was a kid and I was playing.、Uh, Like Xbox at a hotel, which is crazy. I've never seen that before, by the way, where they had an Xbox at a hotel, <laughs> like in the room.、Yeah. I was like, "What the hell?"、Nice. So I was just playing it, right? And my uncle basically, I like, I didn't want to get off it, and everyone else wanted to play. And he basically just told me, like, "Yo, you gotta share. Like, you gotta be nice and be kind, and let other people have a turn." I was like, "Oh shit." Maybe I do have to do that. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> I was hoping I wouldn't have to until you said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like well, that's was, how every kid thinks. He、actually. was one of my biggest role models, like as a kid, with my uncle Kelly.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that and... just goes to show you that this,、uh, what you're talking about, like having a community of either friends or family to help help raise your kids. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And also other kids too, like. I learned a lot of valuable lessons just from interacting with other kids, you know. Yeah. So I think creating. I I think both of us want to create an environment that that is not toxic. You know, that's yeah, healthy. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, that's what we want to do. Do you have any、um, creative aspirations, like? Do you want to make X games or make a certain type of game? Ooh, um, yes and no. I think for the no part, I would. I mean, I think I'll enjoy creating any type of game just because I'm part of the process, and I just think it's a really cool process. But yes, in a sense that I would really like to make a like a very story driven game. It's very atmospheric and. It's just like a very—it's an experience almost, you know.、Mm-hmm. A game like that, maybe. And I want to do it in like a, you know, not necessarily a—I want to do it in like a small group, not in a big studio, like a group that I can be、uh, very like intimate with. You know, I can have、mm-hmm. those deeper conversations, and we can actually make the game be very、um, deep, I guess. Something like、yeah. that. I think that would be really cool. That would be awesome. How about、yeah. you? Would you want? Do you I, want to do anything like that? Well, not necessarily make a certain type of game, or you know, make X songs or something like that. But、yeah. I really, 
um, like the idea of being able to create beauty wherever I am effortlessly. Mm. So with my words, I can change people. And I'm simply speaking my mind. I'm just being authentic. And yet that has a profound effect on everybody that hears it. Or my voice when I sing or beatbox. I can just start. I can just break out in song. That's just <laughs> beautiful. I don't need any instrument. I do it wherever I am. And same thing with designing. Like, I'm, like, as you know, I'm interested in designing board games、mm-hmm. and also video games. And I'm, I'm fascinated by the idea of a beautiful game. Like, I'm sure you've played games where it's a very simple set of rules, and yet、yeah. it can generate infinite possibilities that feel fresh every time. Maybe not so much a story game, but I'm thinking of like Rocket League or、um, even like board games like chess. Something with a lot of variations and the same type of gameplay, but can be very different, is what you That's mean. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah.、Okay. And it's, some, it's something that anybody can play, but it feels like sort of like Minecraft, I suppose,、mm-hmm. but just even more simple than that. And something that I, I would play. And I, I would play it not to enjoy the gameplay, but just to marvel that I can create a, a living game. Like, I created that, and now、mm. I'm playing it, and I'm experiencing parts of this that I couldn't anticipate. I didn't design it specifically to do this, but now I'm interacting with it like I was interacting with a person. Something、mm. like that. Like learning and, and、uh, learning from it and growing with it, I guess. <laughs> I, I suppose so, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that kind of game, if I could make something like that, that'd be, that'd be very cool. I think a good example for what I want to do is something like Firewatch. You know, it's like a、mm-hmm. game that looks really nice like that, has a very good、yeah. story, and, you know, is an experience. It's a, basically、yeah. an interactive movie, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something like、and、that. I'm also,、yeah. I'm also thinking about, I mean, maybe God of War is the same perfect, situation. Perfect example. That, <laughs> that is a perfect. That's actually a, a combination of both of ours because fantastic story looks、yeah. absolutely fantastic as well. And、yeah. the gameplay is great. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like the combat. I mean, I haven't played it, but the combat is like you can do so many things. You can, it's kind of like you have the choice to play the game how you want to, right? Yeah. 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 It doesn't just feel like you're pressing buttons when you're told to.、Mm-hmm. It's very interactive, too. You get very engaged in the game. Yeah. And that, I think that's a. That's a whole nother topic we can discuss, which is why do we enjoy games so much? Why do we want to make games? You know? I don't know.、It's、I guess maybe it's just because I've been doing it all my life, gaming all my yeah. life. Yeah. And me too, right? Yeah. Like, I, start, I started with Flash games. And... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I guess, I mean, yeah, ever since we were kids, we've been gaming. And for me, it was almost an escape from reality. And an escape、yeah. from whatever I was going through at the time, which I think can be very healthy, but also can be unhealthy depending on how you use it. Yes. Like if it's a everything in moderation, I guess. So if you use it, you know, like, I don't know, two hours tops a day, I don't know if that's the correct time or not, but you know, it's I, like I, kind I, of an arbitrary. Yeah, yeah, it's very arbitrary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you, if you use it in moderation, then I think it can be a very good thing to get your mind off of what you're going through and maybe help you recenter yourself. 
But yes. if you use it too much, obviously, then it becomes an addiction, and then you further, uh, you further the hole, I guess. That's right. Is, yeah. It's, just, it's. I mean, it's a similar situation with music too. Like music was once enjoyed as an event. Like you went to maybe a club or you went to an opera house and you listen to music simply just to experience it for maybe an hour or two and then you leave and return to your life. And now music, you can play it whenever. It's like a background soundtrack. It has certain yeah, yeah. purposes emotionally, right? People play music now just to feel sad things because they want an atmosphere that for that. And games are the same way. Like same with you, I would play games just when I wanted alone time and I had an environment that was both safe like there weren't any risks but it also gave me something that school couldn't give me which was an engaging challenge hmm. so games were the perfect they, they fit that purpose that need of mine perfectly yeah I love games and, <laughs> yeah yeah games are awesome yeah <laughs> games are awesome yeah and how do you feel about your kids like in the future um playing games or using electronics mm. okay Did you set limits i no i don't think i i don't know <laughs> man because as a as a kid when hard you, question when, right when you hard had it when you had a limit it was the worst you know? that's right <laughs> it's like this sucks i gotta get off now but also that's like right. i understand the limit uh yeah, right. I hope not to have to set limits and said to have other things that would make the kid want to get off the game and do yes. do other things like that. Yes. But maybe I do set like a really high limit or something, you know? <laughs> so some like yeah. a hard limit like okay, you have to do this now. Like this is a little ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I think for me, I mean that, that it's a tough question, right? For me now, I would probably not expose my kids to electronics until a certain age because I want them to build their foundation on real life. And only after they learn to enjoy life for what it really is, do I introduce a powerful tool like the computer or the phone. I because think... now, now they have a baseline from which they can go back to as opposed to always having electronics in your life. And now it's just like, if you take that away, you're taking away a fundamental part of their life, you know? Yeah, but I think the problem with that can be that if the kids see, like, other people having electronics and using electronics, they're going to really want electronics, and then they'll end yeah. up resenting you if you don't give them, or if you don't give them access to electronics and, and gaming. So yeah, I think, that's a good point. I think, I don't know, I think I wouldn't let my kids game right from the get-go i think but that being said i would also highly encourage them to play you know like basketball or something like i want to be able to play basketball with my kids that'd be dope yeah that'd be so much fun <laughs> and i think i think the best solution and you you raised a good point about like seeing other people use it i think the best thing you can do is just model what you want exactly I completely agree with that. If you want your kids to do something, then you just have to do that thing, you know? Because right. I think if when, you're, you're, when yeah. you're a kid, your biggest role model are your parents. I mean, you see them in yes. doing stuff every day. So, mm -hmm. yeah. If you I every mean, day go out yeah. and play basketball for an hour, your kid's probably going to want to go out and play basketball for an hour, you know? <laughs> 
I was just about to say that. I could totally imagine you just walk outside playing basketball. Your kids are like, what is dad doing over there? Yeah, exactly. He's putting yeah. A, a round thing into a circular thing. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, so. And the same thing with computer usage. If you're gaming all day, your kids are going to notice that. If you game and you're playing a game to have fun for a little while, your kids will come around and enjoy it with you and then you'll get off and then they'll follow you. you what know? did, uh, how did you get into games and at what age? Hmm. So definitely flash games, probably when I first, maybe like five, six, seven. Do you just we find them old, on the internet or something? Yeah, we had an old iMac and probably at school, kids would talk about it and stuff like that. Hmm. I don't remember how, I think my parents found some websites, like educational websites, hmm. and they showed those to me, and then they were fun. So I kept looking, and my my parents found a really old website with Flash games. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but I, I played those, and then I, I guess I found other websites along the way. Yeah, because yeah, for me, it was waking up like every day or coming or in the afternoon coming f from school like when I was a kid and seeing my dad on the computer you know because he's yeah. he's a gamer he loves gaming so I would just go for like what are you doing and I would sit on his lap sometimes I remember I would be <laughs> on his lap and he'd bounce me like with his knee or something while he played like World of Warcraft and I just remember being like enthralled watching the game you know <laughs> <laughs> that's right it's crazy all the not... stuff is happening on the screen like what the hell's going on it's like something to look at I guess and then as I got older, I realized, oh my gosh, I can do this too. So I started playing on this really shitty laptop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, now that you mentioned that, I remember my dad playing games on his laptop. Marble Blast Gold and Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> and I watched I watched him play those. I, I It was magical. It was magic, like you said. Yeah. When you're so, a kid, it's definitely magic, yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember the first time I saw Steam which was, for some reason, it was on my dad's laptop at school. But he wasn't playing. <laughs> I, say, I say that, but he wasn't playing anything. That not you that know. I think of. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not I know. <laughs> but I saw Rust on the front page oh, of Rust, Steam yeah. for the first time. And I was like, what is that strange symbol? That was the Steam logo. Hmm. And then, uh, yeah, and I saw Rust with the little fire icon on the front page. And... And then after that, I found TF2 and the rest is history. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, I guess this is a good place to wrap it up. Yeah, I think so. We covered covered a lot. Yeah. Subjects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Uh, we will see you next time on the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye -bye.